Okay, bear with me. Um, I have started recording this episode last night at like 10.30 p.m., but then I realized how exhausted I was, and I was starting to not make sense. So I'm going to keep what I recorded last night, and I'm going to start back up at the Champions League. We're talking about Champions League. So if there's like a weird cut or edit or, you know, whatever, that's why. So, okay, let's continue. Okay, so hello again. My name is Shadina and you are listening to Football Drama. Um, Right off the bat, I don't know what I'm going to talk about today. I'm just going to go over a bunch of stuff and it will be that. Um, I literally, I have nothing written out. So I'm just going to freeball it today if you don't mind. Um, Sorry for not uploading last week. I simply was on the mood. I wasn't having the best week last week. I was really annoyed a majority of it. And when it came like Wednesday, Thursday-ish, I was like, I'm not in the mood. So I just decided not to upload. And I honestly wasn't going to record tonight. I was going to record tomorrow morning, but I was like, whatever. I'm in bed. Why not? An episode of Bob's Burgers can wait. Um, Which, speaking of definitely watch that show i think a new season is coming out i didn't think they were still like making seasons um i never actually made it past like season two so i'm currently re-watching like season one which i don't like re-watching shows but bob's burgers is just like an exception it's just so good but anyways um let's get into some things i guess um i'm just gonna go straight into prem and bundesliga and then we'll talk about whatever um stuff well just kidding we barely have stuff to talk about with the prime because lizzie decided that she wanted to die and so um like literally half of the prim games were postponed so i don't even know let's see like i haven't yeah match day seven of eight all of those games are postponed as for my teams chelsea was supposed to play fulham and then Leeds was supposed to play Nottingham Forest. Match day 8 of 38. Some games happened. Um, Aston Villa, Southampton ended 1-0 to Aston Villa. Nottingham Forest, Fulham ended 3-2 to Fulham. Wolves, Man City, 3-0 to Wolves. No, just kidding. Man City. I think Jack Grealish got like kicked in his stomach in that game. And I think he also scored his first goal, which is kind of crazy. But um anyways <clears throat> um will be Brighton Crystal Palace was postponed Newcastle Burnmouth 1-1 Tottenham Leicester City 6-2 to Tottenham which I heard apparently they weren't doing too hot in the beginning Hmm let's see Leicester City some man scores a penalty in, in the 6th minute Eighth minute, Harrington Kane equalizes. Eric Dyer in the 21st minute makes it 2-1. James Madison makes it 2-2, 41st minute. So it's 2-2 at halftime. And then second half, Rodrigo, someone, scores for Tottenham in the 47th minute. Now, Sun Young Men, which he was the highlight of this game because he was put on the bench for whatever reason. I guess he hasn't been scoring the past couple games. Um, and he came off the bench and scored a hat trick. So I bet you won't do that again, Conte. 
Anyways, Brentford Arsenal ended 3 0 to Arsenal. I don't think. Did I watch this game? I don't think I watched it. I don't think I watched anything. Um, Chelsea Liverpool was supposed to happen, but that got postponed. Man United Leeds United was supposed to happen, that got postponed. And then Everton West Ham, and then one nil to Everton. So, uh, as for the next upcoming games, it's international break right now, so we won't be seeing our teams play until uh, October first, which is kind of annoying because I've been really wanting to see Leeds play. Um, but yeah. As for standings, I mean, I don't really think they matter right now because literally half of the, um, half of the teams like haven't even played two games. So let's see, top four we have Arsenal, Man City, Tottenham, and Brighton. Fifth place, Man City. Um, Chelsea is currently in seventh place, and then Leeds is in eleventh place, which I'm sure that'll be that would be different if they played in a good way. Knock on wood if they had played their two matches. So, yeah, bottom three, West Ham, Nottingham Forest, and Leicester City. So, yeah. That's it for the Prem. I literally don't have anything to say. Like, <laughs> I have nothing to say. Let's see if there's any, like, news. Or what? No. Oh, some child um, played in the Prem. Let's see. Mikel Arteta made Ethan in Wanari. So sorry, honey bun. The first Premier League. What? Bro, backtrack. Ignore everything I just said. Um, The Premier League's youngest player in their win over Brentford. So he's only 15 years old. That's crazy. What's his nationality? Watch him be English with like... Ghanaian background. I was gonna say he doesn't. Two thousand seven. <gasps> what in the world? He is English. Whoa. March twenty first, two thousand seven. That's insane. Seeing like little babies. Or just, I, because mm, I was born in 2000. Like, I was born in 2000. But, like, seeing, like, these young players that have a 2000 and, like, you know, 2000, 2001 is probably, like, the the and year that I'm not, you know, too shocked about. Like, whatever, you're seeing you're younger. But when it gets to like maybe 2005 i'm just kind of like yo you should still be a baby like what are you talking about um like i was looking up what's his name nico shakiris shakiris um one of my baby chickens for the u20 national team and he plays for the earthquakes he was born in 2005 what is going on um, do I feel old? No, but it's just a little weird. Um, but you know, they're doing good things, you know. I'm not, you know, trying to downplay them, you know, like, oh, they're just kids. No, like this is good for them to be, you know, um, getting this playing time and experience however they can get it. So yeah, we'll see how he lights it up in the prim because he has literally like a thousand years <laughs> ahead of him in the um 
in this league and in his career overall. So, anything else? Mm-hmm. Well, let me talk about Bundesliga and then I'll get into international stuff, I guess. Um, as for, like, U.S., their game, I think their first game is Friday against Japan. But I'll go over that roster, but let me see what's been going on in the Bundesliga. Um, and I guess I can go over La Liga, too. I've been forcing myself to watch La Liga um, or Barcelona games because they're on ESPN+. Plus. I don't have an excuse. So I'll go over those games. All right, so in Germany. Oh, I got to go over two weeks worth of stuff. Okay. No, I don't. Yes, I do. Because I don't think I talked about this. Okay, let's just get through it. Um, match day 6 of 34. Uh, Bremen, Augsburg, 1-0 to Augsburg. Hertha Berlin, Leverkusen, 2-2. Hoffenheim, Mainz, 4-1 to Hoffenheim. RB Leipzig, Dortmund, 3-0 to Leipzig. Bayern, Stuttgart, 2-2. Frankfurt, Wolfsburg, 1-0 one, one to Wolfsburg. Uh, Schalke, Bochum, 3-1 to Schalke. Cologne, Union, Berlin. Actually, it's Union, Berlin. Um, I've been saying Union, I mean. I guess just American in May. But that ended 1-0 to Berlin. And then Freiburg, Munchen, Gladbach, 0-0. Match day, 734. Mainz, Hertha, Berlin, 1-1. Augsburg Bayern 1 0 to Augsburg. King Tings only. Dortmund Schalke 1 0 to Dortmund. Stuttgart Frankfurt 3 1 to Frankfurt. Leverkusen Bremen 1 1. Munchen Gladbach Leipzig 3 0 to Leipzig. No, I'm just kidding. 3 0 to Munchen Gladbach. Well, nice to see they got that lick back for us, even though they're rivals. Um, Let's see. Union Berlin, Union Berlin, uh, Wolfsburg, 2-0 to... Okay, I've had enough. You can Google it yourself. Um, I literally have like two more, but I'm over it. So, as for the standings, Union Berlin is um, top, number one. Second, Dortmund. Third, Freiburg. Fourth, Hoffenheim. Fifth place, Bayern. Bottom two, Wolfsburg and Bochum. And honestly, I'm not really too like upset about... Berlin being in first place mainly because it's not Bayern like it's not Bayern and I'm a hundred percent okay with that obviously I would want Dortmund to be in that top spot but um they just have to you know get themselves together which the game against Schalke it wasn't that bad the first half if I recall correctly was definitely boring um we keep having injury issues which i don't know how many times I, hold on let me get comfortable because again i'm on my bed in the air condition just turned on hold on uno momento okay we're goody um what was i even saying Oh, yeah, Dortmund Schalke. I'm glad it ended in a win for Dortmund. Um, a rivalry game. Uh, first half, they didn't play too hot. Oh, injuries. 
Michael Royce had to come out this game and he has an ankle injury if I'm not mistaken I think he's only going to be out for like max three weeks so that's good news especially for those who are wanting to see him make an appearance at the World Cup in November so um yeah I just don't understand what's going on with Dortmund and the medical staff and just everything like whoever put a curse on like an whoever put an injury curse on Dortmund please count your days and take it off like right now I'm so serious because literally every single game is some boo-boo mess like what in the world but anyways again um second half is where the goal came and this thanks to Yusufa Makoko who in their last meet up with Shalka their fans decided that they wanted to be racist towards him and oh how the tables turn and the coinkadinky that he scores the winning goal against them and i think he almost had a second one too so um yeah let's see what else happened uh gio reyna got subbed on for marco royce and he did well um and yeah i mean i don't remember much and we move as for the leipzig game i i don't know what i was thinking when i was like oh dortmund can you know leipzig's not doing too hot right now so why not take advantage yeah i don't know what i was thinking um it was just so nasty to see them lose this game because i don't know like i don't know i just i don't know I mean, I don't even want to be like, oh, well, it was an away game. Like, no, no excuses. Actually, let me see if I can watch the highlight video to see where everything went wrong. We made USAA. These non-skippable ads on YouTube, like, counter days. This is what dreams. I keep forgetting he is a Dortmund player. Whatever his name is, Niklas Sul or Sula. Every time I see him, I'm like, what are you doing here? I mean, hey, I'm glad he's with us, I guess, but I'm just like, what? Oh, Lord. Also, the goalkeeper. Where is Gregor Kobo? I don't remember what injury he has, but he needs to recover soon because no offense to the goalkeeper we have here, but there are some goals that could definitely have been prevented that like the goals that like um, they've conceded recently, either like the defense could have done a better job at, you know, defending or like he like he move he moves in the right direction like he's always in the right direction he just be moving like I don't want to say too slow because you know I'm not a goalkeeper like goalkeeping is hard um but I'm just like boo boo so the first goal for them came like early in the first half second goal oh let me put this in 1.5 speed what am I doing Our front line 
Um, attacking wise for doorman, I don't really know. They don't really look that threatening at times. Um, Timo almost scored a goal against Dortmund. 43rd minute, 44th minute. Someone scores a rocket for Leipzig. So is the rest of this just going to be... Oh my goodness, you guys. Why is Marco Rosa the new Leipzig manager? Don't piss me off. I was heartbroken when I saw him. Like, oh my days. And then look at this third goal. They can see it. Yeah. They definitely caught Dortmund off guard. And whenever Dortmund was slipping, they took advantage of them being, you know, open and just being clowns. So this was a deserved loss, you know. I mean, Dortmund didn't really give much during the entire game, really. Um, even though, like, the stats say that Dortmund had the most possession. Um, they had 56%, and then Leipzig had 44%. Um, they didn't do nothing with the possession, so it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, that was an embarrassing loss. And then um, didn't make it any better because there was a Champions League, which that is back. And I'm glad I remembered that. Okie dokie, so moving on to the Bundes, see, I'm already going through it. Moving on to um, Champions League, now, I don't want to go through all these results because Google is free. I guess the main ones that were stunning or stunned me, let's see, um, Sporting Tottenham 2-0 to Sporting Ooh. Liverpool Ajax 2-1 to Liverpool. Bayern Barcelona 2-0 to Bayern, which this game made me sick because um, I watched it and Barca had it in the bag. Like, they had all dominance in the first half. I really wish that they could have capitalized on that dominance and were, like, maybe scored a goal or two. Like, even if this game were in like, 2-2, who cares? But it's just the fact that they did so well in the first half, only for them in the second half to just fumble the bag. And it was just it was just awful because they literally had the better game. Like they had the better game. Um, but let me see who scored those goals. I think what's his name? The wife beater, um Hernandez, Theo Hernandez, I think. I don't think it's Lucas Hernandez. Why aren't I was gonna say, why aren't you showing me the Lucas Hernandez in the 50th minute and then four minutes after that, Leroy Sane scored, making it 2-0. So this game was really frustrating to see and to watch. Um, I really thought Bayern, I mean, Barca had it. But hopefully in the next leg where they have that home game, um, they'll do better because that was, that was just a bad fumble. Like, what? They really had it. Um, let's see. Who else? Who else? <laughs> Chelsea RB Salzburg. So I kind of had this game on the side. I was watching the, um, when was this? The 14th? Yeah, so I had the Dortmund game on the TV and this Chelsea game on my laptop. And it was looking good for Chelsea at first. 
Raheem Sterling scored in the 40th minute. Now, I can say first half looked a little, um, you know, snooze festy, but Raheem Sterling scored in the 48th minute and then they equalized. I don't even know how they did. I guess I might watch this recap to see what happened and what went wrong. But Noah Okafor scored the equalizing goal for Leipzig. I mean, Salzburg, not Leipzig. Let me see if I can figure out what happened. YouTube have got to stop with these ads, like, bro. I really want some Starbucks. The other day, so Starbucks had their little like half off drink thing when you order on the app. And it was like literally the 20, like it ended the 21st yesterday. And I was like, whatever. I was already out with my mom. She had an appointment. So I was like, let me just go get me some Starbucks. And I really don't like to go to the Starbucks, like the actual restaurant or this like whatever restaurant, whatever, because um, they never make my drink right. Like they always make it too sweet. One and then two, they never have oat milk. Right. And so I usually have to go to the Starbucks and Target. Because there's this man there who, he be making my drink so scrumdily. I'm just like, every single time, like, it hits. But I was like, let me get this half off. So, I usually get a um, iced vanilla chai with um, oat milk and sweet cream cold foam. But you see how I said the vanilla part? That's where they be getting it a little wrong. Like, they put just too much vanilla to make it too sweet, right? And so I was like, whatever, let me just like customize it to put like two pumps of vanilla since I got like a grande only. And when I tell you the person who made Aubameyang, wait, sorry, I just highlights just started. Hold on. Let me finish my Starbucks story. Um, whoever made my drink that day had God's hand resting on their back. My drink tasted so good. I had to scream after my first sip like it was so good that's how you know something's good you know what i'm saying but um yeah i really hope whoever made my drink i had a great rest of their day and have a great rest of the week anyways i'm not gonna go all over all these highlights but obama yang who <laughs> fever dream i keep forgetting that he's a chelsea player now um he had a chance early on but it got blocked by one of the salzburg defenders and this was a home game too Oh, that's kind of nasty. Yeah. Okay, I'm not. I'm not recapping all of this again. I I need to do Twitch. Like I need to stream on Twitch or YouTube or something because I really would like to like have the little screen up on the side so you guys can see what I'm seeing because you know whatever. Um. Um. Reese James. Did y'all know Reese James is 22? I thought he was 24 years old. Why did I think that? I don't know. Maybe because his jersey number is 24. But he's also, like, to me, a little mature for his age. Especially in, like, the way he plays. Um, I thought he was 24, but he's only 22. That's literally insane. Oh, this is a nasty goal to give away. Defense and shambles. Who is that? Can't even make a good... Look at that. Yeah, that was a ridiculous goal to give away. And the goalkeeper. Who is that? I know that's that's Kepa. Oh, Keps. And I'm pretty sure this was the manager's first game. Like, not just, like, 
Prem or Champions League. No, this is like his first Chelsea game. Um, so yeah. That's that's enough of that. What else happened? Oh, Dorman Man City, which this result really set me off. Um, why did I do that? Hold on, let me pull it up again. So this game, um, I can't even be mad at this loss by Dortmund because they played well. And I'm not just saying that just to say that because y'all know I'd be real if they weren't playing well. Um, they held it down, like held it down the first 45 minutes of the game. I was like, what in the world? Like, who who is this Dortmund team? Because this is not the Dortmund team that I know before. They held it down, especially with this being an away game. I'm surprised at how much dominance they had in that first half. And even a little bit in the second half, too, because Jude, he scored a goal in the 56th minute. And I was like, you know, payback for last year. Um, and then everything just went downhill for some reason. Um, I don't know what happened if um the defense was slipping i mean schlotterbeck wasn't starting in this game which a lot of us were confused as to why um apparently he had like a slight back injury and they didn't want to risk it and there's also like oh they're trying to keep him for schalke and i was like no offense to schalke but they're not as big or to me at least schalke is not a team that um you want to save a player for especially like a player with Schlotterbeck's quality like if it wasn't for his back you know the slight back injury which he did get subbed on in the game but if it wasn't for his slight you know back injury he should have been starting in that game like what but he got subbed on and for some reason um everything just went downhill John Stone scored a pretty good goal I can't lie in the 80th minute and then Erling Haaland who the audacity of this man if one thing a man is going to do is have audacity he scored in the 84th minute to um win the game for City and I was sick to my stomach like you would think he'd have a little bit of respect for his old team but then he turns around and do this like is he insane like that was just so disrespectful like I genuinely wanted to like smack him through the TV I was so mad like why would he do that why would he do that? I mean, yeah, I know that's his new club now, Mara, but whatever. Whatever. Dortmund have it in the bag when it's time for them to go home and play at home. Um, because if they play like that away, you know, minus those two goals they conceded, they have the potential to turn this game around or turn this thing around and win the next game. They play against City. Um, especially since the fan even the fans in the away section the Dorman fans, they were louder than, honestly, the entire City Stadium. Which, I know there's, like, a bunch of things about, like, how City had plastic fans. And, honestly, I think that's the case because, you know how you can hear, you can sometimes hear, like, um, the fans, like, through the TV screen. It wasn't giving that at all during the game. Like, even, I think the loudest the fans were, or you can hear them through the TV, was whenever the goals were scored. But, other than that, they weren't giving nothing. So isn't that a shame? That is a shame. But yeah, that was a shame. Erling Holland caught your days. Um, and yeah. 
Next, fixtures for UCL are going to be October 4th and 5th. Yes, as for my teams, Barca plays Inter Milan, who, how have they been doing so far? They won against Victoria Plzen, and then they lost against Bayern. So they're kind of in the same boat. Um, Chelsea plays AC Milan. Oh, brother. Sevilla Dortmund. Mm, okay. We'll see. We'll see how it all goes down. I'm still going to have, you know, hope and faith in Dortmund. Chelsea, um, they've lost me. But Dortmund, I think they got it. They just need to what in the what was that sound? They just have to um tighten up their belts. So I forgot La Liga, which I don't really have much to say about it. Um again, I have been watching more La Liga games. I hope I said that in the last clip or last audio from last night um i think i watched this game against elche maybe no i didn't the last game i watched from barca was the game they played against cadiz i believe and am i bugging i'm not bugging Yes, they won that game 4 nil, and this game was crazy because somewhere around like the 75th minute, um, a player in the stands uh, had a heart attack, I believe, and the goalkeeper caught it. I think the fans were like yelling towards him, and he like um, saw them and like stopped the game, and he like ran to the uh, to his bench and got some like um, defibrillator or some first aid important helpful medical thing and threw it into the stand so kudos to him for one um catching the attention of the fans or whatever um and then or responding to their hoots and hollers and being quick with the little medical box thing um luckily the fan was okay in the end i think even a cameraman had fainted so it was just a crazy thing i wasn't expecting them to continue on with the game i thought that you know i think at that point barca was already winning anyways yeah it was already like two nil for them um frankie de Jong scored in the 55th minute and then robin Lewandowski in the 65th minute so they already won this game um, so I didn't really see the point of them continuing it because this thing took forever. Like it was going into like, you know, extra time, like 95th minute. Um, and so they ended up taking them back into the locker rooms and I was like, they can't possibly continue this game. Like there's no way, like if I'm a player and I'm like in a situation like that, I'm saying, keep me in the locker room. I'm not going back out to play. Like, I don't, I don't know, maybe the players' mindsets are different, but I simply just couldn't be able to play after something like that, you know, even though it was in the stands and it wasn't, like, in front of me, you know, like, how, um, whatever, not whatever, uh, the situation happened with Christian Erickson, you know, I simply could not play, you know, for, like, a solid week, like, after something like that, so I was surprised to hear and see the news that they were going to continue to play, I think they were started around, like, the 80th minute and um 
Ansu Fati scored in the 86th minute and then Usman Dembele scored in extra time, which I think they gave like four minutes of extra time, which was kind of nasty. They could have just ended the game at 90, um, but he scored and that ended 4-0 to them. So honestly, the 2-0 win would have sufficed with me. Um, I'm just overall glad that the fans are okay and that that cameraman is okay and that no one died because someone on Twitter was like, oh my God, the Cadiz fan died. And I was like, stop lying. Like for real, stop lying. Um, so yeah, that was that. Um, I kind of watched the Atletico Madrid Real Madrid game, which Real Madrid won that 2 1. Goal scored by Rodrigo in the 18th minute and Federico Valverde in the 36th minute. Who I've heard a lot of good things about him for Atletico Madrid. Marie Mauricio Mario Hermoso scored in the 83rd minute and then he got a yellow card no, a red card in the 90th minute or 91st minute of extra time. So there was a lot of drama going into this game um, because. Vinicius Jr., Brazilian footy player and footy player for Real Madrid, he has been doing dance celebrations. And I saw this quote that, from Koke, who is, I believe, the captain for Atleti. He was like, um, if Vinicius, you know, dances, um, man, I got to find the quote word for word now. Let me find it. Koke, um, Vinicius Jr. Baila, baila es cumbia. Okay, so he kind of like was saying to for Vinicius to expect trouble if he were to dance, you know, at the stadium, um, you know, after scoring goal or whatever. And here's the thing: apparently, people are saying like he didn't mean it like that. Um, they took like they miss miss uh, interpreted his quote. Um, and I guess it meant like from the fans. I guess people were thinking like Koke was being like salty and petty, like you know, oh, if this man you know starts busting out moves, you know, he's gonna get clocked in his jaw by us. Like I don't think that's what he meant. I think he meant maybe from like the fans or whatever, which I mean was true because he even before the game started, um there's like fan video there's a video of Atletico fan <sighs> Take your time, sister, take your time. I don't know why I'm like rushing right now. Um there was a fan What the there was a video <laughs> Of some Atletico fans um, who were, like, saying racist things about Vinicius. And I'm just kind of like, what's going on here? And even before that, there was a whole hashtag, like, Baila Vinny Jr. Of, like, different, like, even Pele got in on it. Um, Neymar, like, different soccer players, footy players were, like, in support for Vinicius. And I was like, man, they don't messed up. And the fact that um, these specific group of athletic fans this isn't their first time apparently um being racist towards you know players that are not white and i just find it annoying how people are really pressed at this man dancing like what do y'all expect one it's not that big of a deal 
um, because I mean, who who wants a boring goal celebration? You know what I'm saying? And then two, he's Brazilian. If this one thing those Brazilians are gonna do is bust a move, so I really don't understand the issue that people have. I mean, obviously it's because he's black. And because he's playing well, he's doing what he's needing to do. He's scoring goals. Um, he's a star boy, golden boy for the team. You know, even, you know, potentially for his generation, you know, some people would say, like, what do you expect? I I'm, I just really don't understand it. I mean, me personally, I don't really see it as a big deal. Even if like a, if, if a player who played against my team, if they scored a goal, and they had a cute dance celebration, just like some cute, unique, you know, pizzazzy celebration. I'm going to have to, you know, giggle a little bit, you know. I'm going to have to, you know, give it to them. I don't really think I could be that salty to where I'm like, oh, why did they do this celebration or why are they? You know, unless like they're a player that I absolutely hate, like can't stand, you know, like a Bayern player or something like that, you know. But I mean, hey, yeah, I can even acknowledge when a nice goal is scored against my team so who cares about whether they dancing like what like what is going on here so i found that really annoying especially since the fact that again he's brazilian come on now they're gonna choo cha cha if they want to like what and what are you gonna do about it so i hope atletico madrid does something or did something about it i think i saw yesterday they made a statement um which let's see if anyone translated it to English because this this is like it's never that serious like it's never that serious let's see the athletic I can't I can't I can't I can't okay well let me just go over this yeah but this isn't telling me what athletic saying So they were chanting, you are a monkey, Vinicius. You are a monkey. Like, come on, it's 2022. Either come up with something else or keep it quiet. Let's see. And mind you, Rodrigo, who is also Brazilian, after he scored his goal, what did he do? He and Vinicius choo-cha-cha right in front of them. So I'm just, I just don't get it. Let me see. Hopefully the athletic doesn't ask me to pay for anything. Um... We also want to invite all professionals related. Oh, this ain't where I started. This is a long statement. Boy, I guess I'll go over it. Um, Atletico Madrid roundly condemns the inadmissible chance that a minority of fans made outside the stadium before the derby was held. Racism is one of the biggest scourges in our society, and unfortunately, the world of football and clubs are not free from its presence. Our club has always been characterized by being an open and inclusive space for fans of different nationalities, cultures, races, and social classes, and a few cannot tarnish the image of thousands of thousands of athletes who support their team with passion and with respect for the rival. These chants cause us enormous rejection and indignation. And we will not allow any individual to hide behind our colors to utter racist or xenophobic insults. At Atletico de Madrid, 
Uh, we have zero tolerance for our racism. Our commitment to the fight against the social scourge is total and we will not stop until we eliminate it. For this, we have contacted the authorities to offer them our maximum collaboration in the investigation of the events that occurred outside the stadium and demand the identification of the people who participated in order to proceed with the immediate expulsion of those who are members of the club. We also want to invite all professionals related to the world of football to make a deep reflection, making clear once again our strongest condemnation of these events, which do not have the slightest justification. We believe that what has happened in the days leading up to the derby is inadmissible. Fans are asked for sanity and rationality, and however, professionals from different fields generated an artificial campaign during the week, lighting the fuse of controversy without measuring the impact of their actions and demonstrations. The pain that the red and white family feels for this is enormous. For this event is enormous. We cannot allow someone to associate our fans with this type of behavior and question our values because of a minority that does not represent us. Our decision is firm and resounding and we will not stop until we expel them from the red and white family because they cannot be a part of it. Wow. Wow. That was long. Uh seems genuine. I mean, yeah, um I hope they find the people who were chanting that stuff and they get banned for life. Speaking of Atletico Madrid, did y'all know that um Antoine Griezmann can only play 30 minutes because it's like in his contract with Barca or something that like if he plays for more than 30 minutes uh Atletico owes Barca like some crazy amount of money like is that a life to live that is that is that is tough that is awful anyways um enough of La Liga, I talked enough about that, even though I talked about like two teams. Um, standings top four Real Madrid, Barcelona, Real Betis, Athletic Club, and then bottom three Valladolid, Cadiz, and LJ. So, you're 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 that's enough with that. Um, what else? I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. Uh, international break is happening. Obviously, I'm worried about the U.S. men's national team. So let me go over their roster. There has been some, um, like European stuff happening too, but I don't really care about that. So we're not going to go over that. Um, so let's just go over the roster and, you know, whatever mess as well we're gonna stick to america for the rest of this episode um okay so the roster was released on september 14th so um goalkeepers we have ethan horvath sean johnson matt turner no issues with that um zach stefan is injured so that's why he was included defenders reggie cannon cameron carter vickers Sergio des aaron long chris richards joe scally sam vines deandre yedlin walker zimmerman um i don't really have an issue with the defenders oh cameron carter vickers and chris richards i believe had to leave camp because they got injured so i think mark mckenzie and eric palmer brown came in for them um defenders my only issue is Aaron Long um I don't know why Greg Berhalter is trying to gas him up this much but babes 
let's stop. Midfielders, we have Kellen Acosta, Tyler Adams, Luca De La Torre, Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, Mark Tillman, which Eunice has to miss out too because he has a slight injury, which is really annoying. I don't remember who they said replaced him. Um, and then forwards, Brendan Aronson, Paul Ariola, Jesus Ferreira, Jordan Morris, Ricardo Pepe, Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, and Josh Sargent. Um, which I don't really have an issue with this. A lot of people are complaining about Paul Ariola and Jordan Morris, which I mean, I could complain too, but for some reason they come through low key in moments you wouldn't expect them. Um, I think the most annoying part with some of the players on this friendly roster, or whatever, is that this is, um, this is a camp before the world cup. So I just feel like certain players like if Aaron Long is on this list yo if Gregory thinks he is taking Aaron Long to the World Cup bro we might as well forfeit I'm not even trying to be funny like if he's a starter it's over for us like I'm not even like I feel like people think that USMNT fans are being unreasonable towards Aaron Long but he's not that good he's just not that good like let's let's face the facts like he's not that good so that's really annoying to see also, for the forwards, why did he leave out Jordan Peefock, who's literally been lighting it up in the Bundesliga with Union Berlin? So I don't know what's going on with that. All I know is when it comes to that November roster for the World Cup, he better be on that list or else he's getting scalped balder than he already is. You hear me, Gregory? Anyways, their first game is on Friday, I believe against japan and i think this is like a 7 30 in the morning game which i don't think i've ever woken up that early to watch a usmnt game so this will be fun um but yeah they play tomorrow at 7 25 a.m for me at least against japan so we'll see how that goes uh, i think they're playing in germany and then tuesday september 27th they play saudi arabia at 1 p.m and then november 21st is when they start for the World Cup. Oh, I'm so excited. Hate that it's in Qatar, but I'm so excited. Okay. And I think that's it for that. Uh, let me see if there's any interesting things happening. Um, yeah, Jordan Peefock has two goals and two assists and five Bundesliga appearances, who, again, are top of the league. So, Greg? Let's, you know, that big head of yours, let's, you know, use it for good, you know. Um, a lot of people are also confused as to why Ricardo Pepe got called up because he hasn't, I mean, his form the past year, past couple months haven't been the best. I mean, he did, again, go on loan to whatever that team is called, like Gronigan or whatever, and he did score his first goal recently, which, I mean, I get it you know, give the baby a chance. So hopefully he does well in the camp to avenge his name because people were really like, why is he on this list? Um, and Greg also comes out with a bunch of quotes and stuff. He said for Ricardo, uh, Ricardo Pepe scored three goals in World Cup qualifying. We want to give him some confidence. He can be dominant in the Dutch league. And then as for Jordan Peefock, he said, we know what Jordan can do. He's been great in the Bundesliga. And we just went with someone else in this camp. We didn't want to just give up on Pepe. So he should have stayed quiet on that. Um, I feel like with Greg, 
especially when it comes to like leaving out players for like certain camps um i think he's better off just not saying anything <laughs> because he just kind of digs himself a deeper hole um and then as for our injured players tim Weya, anthony robinson and zach stefan are all out due to um again injuries and then for Eunice, if i remember correctly like i said he is for truzy's injured um but yeah the new usmnt kiss came out and they're hideous um i hate though how the players look good in them like serginio and um tyler adams they look super cute in them which which makes me really mad because i want to hate these kids the blue ones aren't that bad these white ones are hideous and i'm seeing christian in his picture he literally blends in with the jerseys like he's so pale like come on like nike i don't know i'm saying this now sometime in the future hell maybe even 2026 i am going to be in the room with nike to plan out and design the jerseys for the u.s for the 2026 world cup we're speaking into existence because this is atrocious this is hideous it's so basic dude like i i just nike and the fact that the u.s federation was like oh yeah this schmacks let's keep it are you dumb anyways the blue one again looks cute if i were to get one which i don't think i personally would spend my own money on this someone would have to gift me this jersey i would go for the blue one um and yeah that's uh that's that they're just basic and ugly and just like don't piss me off anyways um what else what else what else what else what else oh yes the u20 babies um are playing there's a lot of under i think under 17 under 19 and under 20 teams are playing right now um that's too many unders for me so i'm just sticking with my baby chickens the u20s they played yesterday against peru and i'm not gonna lie i mean they won the game 3-1 goal scored by let me see if i can remember without um uh goal scored by gutierrez i believe is his name who doesn't look like he has any you know flavor to him he looks like a regular white boy but hey, I'm not judging. Um, Brandon Craig scored a great free kick. And then Diego Luna scored the third goal thanks to an assist by Quinn Sullivan. Um, but as for that game, let me see. I wrote a little blog or I'm trying to write. I'm trying to see if I'm going to write a blog on this. Which, mind you, I still haven't finished my blog on the U20 Women's World Cup, which is basically almost done. I'm just like rereading and I'm adding more things to it, but it's really annoying. So I feel like it's too late for me to upload it now, but I think maybe like, I think the U17 World Cup, the Women's World Cup is next month. So I guess I'll just post that, post the blog, you know, maybe like the day before the U17 World Cup. So whatever. But um, as for this game, I wasn't too big of a fan of the lineup. Um, I don't know if it was maybe my biasy. I, I don't even know because I, I love all my children, you know, they're my kids. But I was just kind of like, what is this lineup, boo-boo? But the first half was awful. Uh, the lineup kind of reflected how the first half was 
which is all over the place. It was just nasty, stank turbs. The passing was awful. Um, they look so uncoordinated. And I think what frustrated me the most about this, which I tried not to be frustrated again with the under any things because they're still children. Um, they're still young. But I was just kind of like, yo, I've seen you guys play better than this. Like, And I literally saw a tweet that was like, to anyone who's watching this, they play better than this. Like, don't like, don't. and I was like, yeah, please let them know because I don't want anyone trying to come for them because I've seen how well they played. They were literally dominant, so dominant in the little CONCACAF thing. I was like, what, who is this team? Mind you, it's basically the same players from that um previous competition thing that they won. So I'm like, what is going on here? But Luckily, at the end of the first half, um, Gutierrez, yes is his name, yes, he scored in the 45th minute, um, and then Brandon Craig scored in the 68th minute, and then um, Diego Luna and Quinn Sullivan were subbed on, which I don't get why they, we need to start, they need to start in the next game. Diego Luna and Quinn Sullivan, as well as Paxton Aronson. Um, because no offense to some of these other boo-boos on here, but they weren't doing what they needed to do. Like, some of the passes, like, I don't remember who was, you know, throwing out these long balls. But I was like, they're not getting anywhere. Like, they're literally kicking the ball into nowhere. The player that they're trying to kick it to is nowhere to be found. So I was like, what are you doing, babes? So first half was disgusting, but second half they came through. Um, I definitely think that equalizing goal at the end of the first half um, helped them out, uh, helped their momentum because in the first, I mean the second half, they did what they needed to do and turn the game around, and that was nice to see because usually it gets a little scary um, that you know teams don't turn around the way they did, but again these group of guys have like a great. Um, they have great mentality. Uh, so, yeah, their next game is against Mexico on September 24th. So I'm really looking forward to that game. I wish they were showing them on TV. Um, they're showing them on VIX, I think. And some other, I think maybe like Telemundo, I can't remember. But, I mean, I don't mind what language the game is being commentated because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm having a good time. So, yeah, that's that. Um, I don't think I have anything else American-wise. Oh, just kidding. Let me just talk about this now. This can be football drama. Maybe, maybe not. Um, Christian Pulisic is coming out with the book. I think it's supposed to come out next month, actually. Um, Let me, here it is. So a little part of his book, a little section of his book came out maybe two days ago. And um, it says, what happened before that game was hugely disappointing for me. I'd had a really good first leg performance and our following match was against Fulham in the league. Tuchel told me that he was resting me for the second leg and as a result, I didn't play a single minute in the Fulham game. Then on match day, the second semi, Tuchel tells me that... Oh, let me let me not <clears throat> add my own words. Excuse me. Tuchel tells me he's changed his mind and he's going with Kai. 
Havertz. I honestly was dumbfounded and very disappointed. I thought that I'd earned a start and most importantly, he had assured me previously I was going to start. So by the time he brought me on with about 25 minutes left, I was just so wound up. Now, this is obviously about the Champions League, um, you know, their route to winning the Champions League and these games, whatever. Um, I've seen a lot of people say things, like I've seen both sides of this uh, situation, I guess. I see people like, why is he releasing a book? He's only 24. He hasn't done much yet. He's not even in his prime, da, da, da. And then there's other people who are like, well, yeah, he can record a book. Oh, not record it, but he can release a book. Um, He's done, he's had enough, you know, I guess, juicy moments in his career. He can do whatever he wants, blah, blah, blah. And then people are like, oh, well, he's American. He, Okay, okay. I see both sides. Me, personally, I don't think this book is a good idea um, because I feel like it'll just add more fuel to people's fires. Like, and I don't know, maybe Christian doesn't care, but personally, um, a lot of people already don't like Christian. Um, they are already think certain things about him and him releasing a book like this and then having this, I mean, this may be the only section in his book that kind of talks about whatever happened with him and Tuchel or the situation. I feel like people see this one section and think that, oh, why is he writing this book to uh, a tell-all and why is he exposing all this stuff and throwing his manager under the bus or talking about his manager while he's still a Chelsea player and while he's still currently playing, this is a bad look for him and, and, and whatever other team that he's playing for. And I hope Potter benches him and, and whatever his new managers they see. Okay. 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 Calma, calma. You know, um, me personally, I don't really see the point in him releasing this book. I mean, like I was saying, um, this may be the only section to where he's talking about Tuchel. There could be 300 pages in this book and this one to two pages can be the only thing about Tuchel. Um, and I don't, I don't know. Just overall for me, this isn't a good look. Again, people already dislike him for multiple reasons. And I feel like people are going to see him as some like entitled brat. Um, when this book comes out am I getting it no like someone would have to buy it for me because I'm not spending my money buying this book um literally someone would have to gift it to me and maybe I'll read it but I'm not going to spend my money on this book um because I'm not interested no offense you know uh Christian's a great player um but I mean he hasn't been doing too hot and he's I think this book was talked about like since maybe the beginning of the year that he was going to release it but I was just kind of like for what I mean not to say that he hasn't had his, you know, big moments and stuff, you know, but I feel like we've all heard of his story by now about, you know, his move to Germany and how that was difficult for him and then his move to England and how everybody uh, there hates him. And I'm just kind of just like, I don't really see the point in the book, especially because one, he's only 24 and two save this for later i mean people just don't write books or autobiographies or whatever 
while they're still this early into their career. You know, and again, Christian has been doing this since, you know, 18, whatever, 17, 18. So I get it. He probably feels like he's a senior citizen, but I just don't really see the point in this book right now. When he retires, sure, do what you need to do. Release a documentary on the side with it. You know what I'm saying? But I just don't really get it for now, which I'm sure people are going to read it still. You know, people are going to buy it out of curiosity or just because they genuinely, you know, like Christian or whatever. But um, I don't really see this book being any anything positive for Christian. But we'll see. We'll see. But as for this specific section, I mean... I get it. I see his point and I see Tuchel's point. Um, you don't just tell your player, well, yeah, um, I'm going to rest you against this Fulham game and you're not going to see a minute on the pitch because in the second leg against whoever they played against, um, I'm going to start you. Or like, you know, you can't play your player like that. Like, you can't do that, you know? And yeah, Tuchel was in his right to make and to change his mind and stuff but like the fact that you tell your player that you're resting him against this team because you're going to you know play him in the semi and then you just like oh never mind yeah I can see Christian's side from that um so if Tuchel didn't lie you know and hoodwink him tell him that you know um he was going to, you know, play him in the start him in the semi final game in the UCL. You know, I can see I could have probably been, you know, like, okay, too cool. I see where too cool is coming from. But you 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 can't do that. So IDK, I don't know. This book though, I'm not a fan of it. Um we'll see. I just I just I just don't get it. I don't get it. And a lot of people think that like He's using this book to complain, which again, I doubt that the entire book is like this. I feel like it's just a small section of the book that's like this. I don't think he'd be, you know, talking about certain things or a bunch of stuff because I just don't, I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but we'll see. At the end of the day, they won the Champions League, so I don't you know who cares, but whatever. Um, MLS now, and then I guess I'll end it. Um, I don't really, let's see. Let's see. Um, as for my team, Atlanta United, they recently faced, oh, just kidding. They faced Orlando City September 14th. And that ended one nil to them, which whoop whoop, you know, a winning is a rival team. Hello, um, and this was an away game too. I was shaken to my core. I was like, whoa, they played so well, and I'm glad they held it down. Goal came by. I couldn't tell you. I'm gonna guess. Um, it couldn't have been Joseph Martinez. It was Thiago Almada, who is number two in the MLS's like little like 22 under 22 list. So that's good for him. I didn't realize he was that young. Um, he's also, I think, Atlanta United's most expensive player, which I mean, the money is worth it, I guess, because he's been balling out. Um, 
but they won that game. And then on Saturday, September 17th, they played against Philadelphia Union again, which this game ended nil-nil. Y'all, this felt like a win for me. Like one point? No, this felt like three points to me. Um, This was a home game for Atlanta. And I just like that game. Um, like the previous game they played against the Union in the first half where they held it down, but then the second half things got, you know, bad. They held it down in this game, not just for the first 45 minutes, for the entire game. Watch the highlight video um, because, and it's not like there weren't, you know, chances on both sides. I mean, obviously, um, Atlanta had the better chances and the better moments. I was just so shocked to see how well they played against the best team in the league. Like they really made the union look like some, you know, you know, team in that was in like 13th place. Like I was just like, wow. Um, and I definitely think I'm not just trying to say this cause I'm a fan. I think Atlanta had the better chance of coming out, um, with the win. In that game, even if it was like a 1-0 win, um, they had a better chance of getting three points out of the two sides. But Andre Blake is a beast. I don't understand what rituals he does before games, but he was not letting anything go through. And he even injured his shoulder. Like he injured his shoulder and he was like literally in pain and discomfort, but he was still saving goals. I was like, what is this man on? So Andre Blake is definitely one of the reasons why um, Atlanta couldn't get a goal in. But if they had caught him slipping, yo, that could have been all three points to Atlanta. So I'm really proud of them for that um, performance. Like I don't, I don't even think a majority of the Atlanta United fans were upset about the draw because that was a good game, a good draw. They held it down like. They really did not let the union have any chances, really, you know? So I'm proud of them for that. Their next game is against... um, Or not. Their next game is October 1st against New England Revolution. So we'll see how that goes. Um, As for other results around the league... I mean, oh, the New York Derby, I guess that's what it's called. That happened, New York City versus New York Red Bulls. That ended 2 no, to New York City FC. Um, I watched this game. Why are they playing in the baseball stadium is beyond me, but the pitch was awful. Um, but uh, this game, I mean, I didn't really care for either team. Um, I kind of wanted New York Red Bulls to do a little more because, you know, uh, Caden Clark and Daniel Edelman, my baby chickens, play for them. And I think they both got the start in that game. Um, it just didn't work out at all. Caden had a good chance, but it got to nowhere. Like, he was in a good position, you know, but he just let the ball fly. And I was like, bro, what are you doing? But it's okay. It's okay, you know. Um, they did have a goal, which was scored, but I can tell you who his name was, but... I think they ruled it offside and Bar took it away. But yeah, I mean a Derby game is a Derby game. I think the most thing the thing that bothered me the most was the stadium. It was just hideous. But um yeah. 
and then I think I watched this game. I kind of watched the San Jose FC Dallas game again. Uh, Kate Cowell, another baby chicken, started in that game. Um, that ended one one to nobody. It just ended one one. A penalty was scored for the earthquakes by Jeremy Ebobisi, and then sixteenth minute, um, FC Dallas scored. Oh, so FC Dallas scored first, and then the penalty was given later. And then Paul Ariola got a red card, which I mean, I don't, I don't really. I, I, I don't know. He's always getting red cards late into the game. Um, I think that's it. So as for standings, I mean, this kind of just looks the same to me still. Atlanta United is in ninth place in the Eastern Conference. Big purr. Um, but Union is still up top. And then Montreal, New York Red Bulls, New York City FC. Um, that's top four teams. And then as for the Western Conference... LAFC is still on top, and then Austin FC, FC Dallas, and then Nashville. Those are the top four teams for the Western Conference. Why is Nashville in the Western Conference and not the Eastern Conference? Nashville. That would make sense for Nashville to be in the Eastern Conference. Right? If I'm getting my my U.S. map correctly... Well, no, because if FC that if the Texas teams, okay, whatever, <laughs> I'm not even gonna get into that. Um, I think that's it. Just kidding, that is not it. DC United versus Inter Miami has some drama. Um, so this game ended three two to Inter Miami, and there was some racism, racismo, um, some point in the game. Taxi Fontas, I think that's his name. Let me see if I can. So, Taxi Karis Fontas. He's Greek professional footy player. He's 27 years old. Um, plays for DC United. So, apparently, let's read this article. DC United's Greek forward Taxi Fontas has denied using a racist slur towards Inter Miami's Jamaican defender Damian Lowe during Sunday's MLS match. MLS says it is investigating the alleged incident, which took place on the hour mark, as Fontas, who had just scored for DC, got into an altercation with Lowe. The situation escalated, and both Fontas and Lowe, who is black, were booked by the referee before Miami's players huddled together and spoke to manager phil neville neville then spoke with the united manager wayne rooney his old england teammate who chose to substitute fontas out of the game in his post-match press conference miami fullback De- deandre deandre yedlin said he spoke to neville and said the players were not going to continue until something was done with that player and if nothing was done we weren't going to continue damien and another player got into a little bit of a scuffle as Damon was walking away the guy called him the n-word uh Fontas came up with a statement and said he did not use the word I'm being accused of which I'm actually gonna read this um this statement I saw it on Twitter so let me find it because there's a specific section in it that 
tells you that he did say it because um people who say stuff like that you know are in the wrong so let me find it okay so he said i did not use the word i am being accused of using that despicable racial slur is one i denounce and did not use we had a lot of discussion we had oh excuse me we had a hot discussion on the field but i have not racially abused anyone i firmly reject racism in any form it is despicable i have many friends from many cultures i always respect the culture religion and skin color of each person i am therefore very upset by this accusation and saddened to be falsely accused now again to me um when you say um i have many friends from different cultures i respect everybody i love everybody this that and the third that's basically saying i can't be racist i have black friends so if he had left that part out this could have been believable you know if he had just you know kept it i firmly reject racism in any form it is despicable. I am therefore very upset by this accusation and saddened to be falsely accused. If he had, if he had took the those two sentences out, he would have been goody. He could have been believed. You know what I'm saying? It would have been believable. But him saying that, you know, oh, I have many friends, that kind of gives him the side eye. So again, we'll have to see what the MLS says and does with the situation. But he didn't make it any better for himself by including that part. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Um, I don't really get why this is still happening in 2022. And if that is the case, um, he needs to be obviously punished accordingly. Um, we'll see what DC United has to say about this. I don't know if they've said anything about it and kudos to rain rooney for subbing him off you know um because it would have been bad on his part and on the team's part if he kept fontas on and then two uh the inter miami players see him on the pitch still and they would have stopped the game that would cause even more speculation so kudos to mr rooney um yeah so we'll see what happens with this i mean again i just i just don't get it i really don't um everyone at this point should know about like using certain words like that um and like just being racist in general racist homophobic everything like at the end of the day just keep your mouth shut keep your mouth shut and what does <coughs> oh i'm choked what does that say about you when you say certain words like that you know that means you're using those words privately because those words shouldn't even be in your vocabulary you know what i'm saying so I don't get it. Um, we'll see how everything plays out. Um, 
DC United came up with a statement. They said they take the allegation of derogatory remark made yesterday very seriously. This is a statement. DC United are aware of the allegation involving a player during the match against Inter Miami FC or CF. The club will work closely with Major League Soccer and Inter Miami to investigate the incident. So, I mean, anybody could could have made that statement. So yeah, we'll see what all happens with that. And I think that's all I have. I feel like I've been rambling for a bit, especially since this is all over the place. Oh, 59 minutes. Oh yeah, this is, this needs to end. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Follow Football Drama on social media, at Football's Drama on Twitter and Instagram. I haven't been really tweeting much on the Twitter account, so I need to find some random things to tweet. But um, yeah, stay safe, stay healthy, drink water. I don't know what the weather is doing. It was starting to get a little cool, and then now it's getting hot again, which, like, come on now, don't piss me off. But yeah, um, yeah, that's all I got to say. Bye.